Hello, everyone, and welcome back to AOB, Any Other Business, the show where we take you behind the scenes of our business. We're in season two now. In season one, we set everything up. We teased you a lot. We didn't really tell you what was happening. But now in season two, we've revealed that we're launching our exciting game changer app called Portfolio. Yes, we've launched our own fintech business. It's been a huge undertaking. And over the last few episodes, we've been answering your questions about starting that business and business in general. But this week, we wanted to really focus on starting, Rob, because although we've started many businesses now, and there's many business books about starting a business, there seems to be key pieces of information that are held back. And we wanted to put that right. That's right. So even though Portfolio is a new business, it's not our first business. But I know that a lot of people who listen to this show are in the position of just starting their own business for the first time now, or they're thinking about getting started. Like you say, Rob, there's no shortage of resources for people who are wanting to start a business. There's more around than ever before. You're almost drowning in information and that can be counterproductive at times. We've read a lot of that because we find it interesting. And we've noticed that despite the sheer volume of information, there are some things that are just not included in there. So we've come up with seven things that you're never told about starting a business. So let's get started, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so number one, the first thing you're never told is your initial amazing idea that gets you started in the first place will be wrong. (laughs) Now, how can it be an amazing idea and be wrong? Well, look at the vast majority of other businesses out there that are successful today. They started with one idea and then they either scrapped it all together and did something completely new and different, or they took that first idea and pivoted, changed direction, so used some of the influence of the first idea and then moved in a different way. And this goes for the most successful businesses you can think of. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, PayPal, to name a few of those massive businesses that you've heard of were all doing different things when they started. And Rob, I think a lot of people when they start a business get really obsessed with finding the perfect idea but perfect isn't needed at the start you just need some green shoots of success you need some signals that what you're doing is right but then you need to be on alert to find out what parts of it are wrong and then move direction that's right you said the word pivot in there and that comes from a book called the lean startup which was popular God, probably getting off about 10 years ago now but, but it popularized this idea of just getting started with something talking to your customers, seeing what works, and then iterating on it from there. So rather than sitting around forever waiting for the absolutely perfect idea to strike you, which is just going to be ideal in every way and everyone's going to love it, which is impossible, you just start with something. And then as you go out to the market, the market tells you what it would rather have instead, and you change it accordingly. And that is such a better way of doing things. And it takes the pressure off needing to come up with something absolutely astounding out of the gate. But the other side of this is that people do sometimes start a business feeling that they have this incredible concept that they just know is going to change everything. And that's fine. If that's what gives you the motivation to take this really huge, scary leap of starting a business, that is brilliant. But chances are it's not going to be as amazing as you think it is, or rather the people who you think are going to be buying your product or service are not going to be as excited as you are. They'd actually rather have something a little bit different or very different. So it's really important to not be absolutely wedded to your initial vision. You need to listen to what the market is telling you. Make that pivot. Don't let your ego 
lead you to keep like back trying to bash through your original vision. Use it as motivation, use it as fuel, use it as inspiration, but then get it out into the world and see what the world has to say. Yeah, and like Rob said, be careful about ego because you need to be on high alert because you need to look for the signals that there's a better way of doing it. And those signals will come, but you've got to la- you've got to latch onto those signals. You can't stick to your idea and go, oh no, I've started this way, so I'm going to finish this way, and this is how it's always going to be. No, you test those other things that come along. Try different things as you go. At the, e- the easiest time to pivot and change is at the beginning because you won't have huge teams of people and you won't have lots and lots of customers who are suddenly going to be disappointed and you've gotten in a different direction. So you can pivot quite easily. It's going to be your emotions that hold you back. And talking of emotions, Rob, number two on our list of things that you're not told when you start a business is that your friends probably won't support you or at least won't understand you or what you're doing. That's right. That's something that you hear is that your friends will sometimes actively try to talk you out of it, try to almost like bring you down, discourage you. And they do that because they're insecure, because you're off doing something bold and new and exciting. And it makes them feel bad about the the safe choices that they're made, that they, they don't have the guts to do it, basically. Now, personally, I've never experienced that. But what I have experienced is my friend's not supporting me because they're trying to bring me down and they're being mean, but they just don't get it at all. They're not being supportive because when you start out in business, you go off onto a completely different trajectory and very quickly what you're doing each day in terms of tasks, how you're organizing your day, how you're spending your time, the emotions that you're feeling, the things that you're exposing yourself to in terms of what you're reading and watching completely diverge from what you were doing before. And so if your friends are not in that world, they they won't support you just because they they won't know what to ask you. They won't really understand what you're going through if you start trying to share some of the things that have happened to you that week. And as a result, it can be very lonely. You can end up feeling a bit isolated from a group of people who previously you were in complete lockstep with. That was something that I very much felt, Rob. I don't know if it was the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. We've lived the same thing in our own experiences but absolutely experience that and I think you need to get quite comfortable with being lonely in business very quickly because you you shouldn't feel resentment to your friends if they don't get it because they've not done it nor do they want to do it and if they don't want to do it then they're not passionate about it so you can't expect them to carry your passion so then you have to quickly get your emotions and your ego in check and just accept that not everyone is going to care about what you're doing and they'll never care even if they care a bit as much as you do never no no one will no one will care about your business your ideas and your plans as much as you that will never change there's nobody else on the planet that will care as much as you now if you crave that connection and you want to talk about your business more then obviously you can find a co-founder, that's one way of doing it, but also network and speak to other business owners who are either you know, going through the same things as you or even better, a little bit further down the path than you. And you can talk to them about your experiences, what you're going through, and they can share their experiences. And if they've been through something similar, they can tell you what they were thinking about it. You can obviously listen to podcasts and podcasts like this. So you feel, okay, okay I'm talk back, but at least I'm hearing other people experiencing what I've experienced. 
But even after I've said all of that, you still will feel a level of loneliness. But I think that's the price that you have to pay for doing what you're doing. And you can't have it all upside. And you have to be quite resilient emotionally to to go on this journey. If you've not started a business yet, it's easy to look at business life and see it all as glamour and excitement and freedom and all those wonderful things that are associated with running a, a business. And sometimes th- those things can happen. But probably the number one emotion that's not talked about when you run a business is the loneliness. And that's okay, but I think it should be talked about more so people who go into business have a full idea of what they're walking into. And something else they need an idea of what they're walking into, Rob, is our third point on the list, which is you're going to feel like an, an idiot pretty much most of the time. I, th- yeah, I think I've felt like an idiot for a couple of years nonstop. I still do quite a lot of the time. But when you're getting started, you do not know what you're doing. And that's fine. But it can get a bit much sometimes because especially if you're coming from a job and you're coming from a job that you've been good at, you've done quite well at, you got to a position where you've got the money together or you're in the position to go and start a business, you're used to feeling competent quite a lot of the time. Then as soon as you go and start a business, you will feel like an idiot most of the time because almost everything that you do won't work and you won't even be sure what it is that you're meant to be doing. Like I say, for literally years, most of what I was doing didn't work. And I sort of start each day sort of feeling really positive and full of energy and full of ideas. But then those ideas wouldn't really work out. Or I'd have some days where I'd sort of go, okay, time to start work. What should I even be working on? I have no idea what's actually going to get me the results I want here. And I think it's important, Rob, for people to realise that that is completely normal. If you feel that way, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. No, it means quite often that you're challenging yourself, that you've pushed yourself once again out of your comfort zone, which you must continue to do when you're in business, because you're pushing the levels, you're raising your ambition of what you want your business to do. And every time you move into that zone, you're going to find that you're incompetent because you're often trying something you've not done it before. Even when you start multiple businesses like we have, even if you've done it before, it doesn't matter because often those businesses are in a new field where you need new expertise and you go on a learning journey. Now, it's how you frame this that you can decide whether it's negative or positive, because the experience is the same for for us all, but it's how you frame that experience with how you deal with it. You can see it as a growth opportunity, or you can see it as you being completely incompetent. And you know what? You'll have days where you'll feel one or the other. It's not an exclusive club. You know, we aren't robots. You can't just flick a switch and decide which way to go. A massively underrated skill in business. It's talked about a little bit, but I think it's one of the most valuable things that you can have in business. And it's something I feel that comes naturally to me. And I don't know if you can teach yourself to have it, but it's self-belief. It's belief in your yourself, your ideas and your vision and everything you're doing that, you know what, it's going to be right. And then when it's wrong, you just brush it off because you will be wrong and you'll be wrong a lot, as we've discussed. When you're wrong, you just brush it off and have a lot of belief in the next idea, in the next vision. Now, you have to be careful your self-belief doesn't turn into delusion. So self-awareness with self-belief is actually the winning combination. And that is a lot harder to do and achieve than you could possibly imagine. And I don't feel I've personally mastered it myself, but I've certainly consciously worked on that over the years is to make sure that my self-awareness is working just as hard as the self-belief to help me realize, okay, 
am I being am I getting carried away now or am I right to push it? And I think when you realise how important the two work together and you start to work on that day in, day out, then it feels fantastic. And you start to feel some level of competence within your business and you don't feel like an idiot as much. But a moment that surpasses it all, a moment that beats everything in business, Rob, is possibly your your first ever sale. Yeah, number four, you'll never have another moment as great as your first sale. We've talked a lot about the lows so far and some negative things or challenging things about starting a business. And there are loads of great things as well. One of the great things is making sales. But the feeling of making your first sale is just like nothing else. It's always great to make sales. You'll always hopefully find it exciting. But the first one is something really special because it's that signal that, wow, this could happen. If I could just do this many, many, many more times, then I'd have something here. I still remember the first sale of something that I ever made. And it was actually on a site called Fiverr. I was selling a service on Fiverr like years and years and years and years ago. It was the first thing I'd ever done other than working in a job. And the moment that like I got the email saying that someone had bought this thing that I put out there, it was like, oh my goodness, Like I've just kind of put something out there on the internet and some random person somewhere has said that they want it. And it certainly wasn't for life-changing money. It was literally $5 and $1 of that was a service fee. So I actually got $4 and I had to actually do the thing and spend a load of time making it. So it wasn't a huge sale that guaranteed the future of my business. It wasn't even something that was scalable or sustainable. But just making that first sale is an amazing feeling because it gives you that moment of belief that, wow, this is something, this is possible. And that is really special. So number five on our list now is you'll want to say yes to everything and possibly because of fear, but you really shouldn't. Now, it's often documented in business that you should say no, a lot actually. And when you're more more established, this is really strong, solid advice. And when you start a business, you're often told to say yes to everything. So you're open to opportunities. And I feel that both pieces of advice are correct, and that you should say no to a lot when you're up and running because you should get laser focus once you've found what's working for you and you, you're putting all your time and energy behind it so you don't want to be distracted. And when you start, you should be open to opportunities. But the problem is, Rob, is when you start and you say yes to everything, a lot of what you're saying yes to is wasting time. And you should be working on your product, working on your offering, working on sales, doing the core things and saying yes to quite a lot But rather than just saying yes to everything, being thoughtful to the yeses that you give out. Because absolutely, saying yes in the beginning led to opportunities for both of us. In fact, if we both hadn't said yes to doing something, we wouldn't have met Rob. So there is a place for a yes when you start. But I look back now and see how much time I wasted on saying yes to a lot of of stuff that turned out to be pretty much a, a waste of time. It's a difficult balance, Rob, and it's not easy to get right, but you must be conscious of your yeses. That's right. I think you could end up drowning in mediocre opportunities. Like if you did say yes to every single thing, if you had infinite time, then you, yeah, you'd say yes to everything because who knows, there is like a 1% chance that something useful will come out of it. So you, you go to that networking event that doesn't sound that good because maybe you'll meet someone there who will become a future investor and change the course of your business. But you probably won't and you'd probably do better if you just stayed in the office working on the core 
lever that drives your business. So like you say, it gets easier to say no and to stay focused as you become established in business. But even at the start, you do need to be careful about what you say yes to. Okay, Rob, number six, if you spend any time, especially on Instagram, you get the impression that you'll announce that you're starting a business today and you'll be flying around the world on your private jet tomorrow. But that's not the case. It'll take you far longer to get momentum than you expect. And as a result, it's very tempting to give up. It really is. And a lot of businesses get attention for, for growing rapidly and achieving a massive success. But then when you actually look at that, they are very rare. And often, it's not actually true. So people often quote Instagram, how it was sold for a billion after 18 months. But that wasn't the founder's first business. He'd done, he'd done a lot of things before. Some that was successful and some that had failed. But that was the hard work that he put in before he could do the Instagram thing. There are very few people, and I can't actually think of one, who launch a business, their first ever business, on day one, and it smashes it out the park straight away and goes on to be a great success. Yet, when you start your first business, you go in with a ton of optimism, because you have to, you have to have that self-belief thing that we talked about, and you believe you're going to be really successful, and then what's probably going to happen is you're going to get crickets. People don't care about your product, your offering, you can't make any sales, and it's tough. And that's when you have to consider things like pivoting and you, you find out that your friends actually don't care as much as you thought they might about what you're going through. And other things we talked about connected to this point. But what you have to understand and what you're not told is you're just going to have to dig in and you're going to have to work really hard and for a lot longer than you probably anticipate. So you need to make sure you've got some money behind you so you can run this on and keep trying new things and can keep doing mini pivots or bigger pivots within your business until you get it right because it is going to take time. For me personally, the first two years, not a lot happened. Made some minor sales, made a very, very modest income. It was only after trying lots of different things, being open to opportunities, the right opportunities coming along, that it started to gain traction. So two years of nothing, and then from that point on, it started to gain traction. And then when it gained traction, it wasn't suddenly life-changing overnight. It was just more momentum. And it felt life-changing compared to what was before, but actually, when I look back now, it wasn't that huge. It just felt huge compared to, to nothing. So you have to be incredibly resilient. You have to be financially secure that you can do this. Or you start with a side hustle until you get momentum and do it that way. Or you get some funding behind you. However you buy this time, you're just going to need it because you're not going to be successful from day one. It's just not going to happen. I don't know of any other person who's been successful in their first business from day one. And if you think it's going to be you, you're probably wrong. Well, that takes some of the shine off the idea of starting a business. But it's very important to be realistic about it. So you do push through with that time that it takes. But number seven sounds even more negative. You'll never achieve success. But actually, it's a lot more positive than it sounds. Because the reason you'll never achieve success is because your definition of success will keep changing. So I think it's fair to say, Rob, that we've achieved things that if you told us when we were starting out and especially told us during those first really difficult couple of years that that's what we were going to achieve we would be absolutely delighted it would sound incredible but do we feel successful day to day now do we walk around punching the air and celebrating what we've done no not at all we're actually terrible at celebrating even the big achievements that we do have and that's because if you're an entrepreneurial kind of person every time you achieve something you'll just reset your goal for something higher you're never going to be satisfied with what you've done as soon as you achieve something that just feels normal now and you're immediately fixated on the next thing and like i said rob that sounds like it's a negative thing 
But actually, it's not at all. It's a critical ingredient of the, the personality type you need to succeed in business. Oh, without a doubt, it's it's the journey, and it's it's a cliche because it's you know it's used so often. But it's the journey, not the destination. But in business, it couldn't be more true. It really is about the journey. And does that mean you love the journey all day, every day? No. When you're climbing a mountain, it might be great eighty percent of the time. But there's times when you've got blisters and you're tired and you want to give up. And that's that's the same in, in business, except maybe minus the blisters. But it's part of what makes it so rewarding. Because the hardest journeys are the most rewarding journeys. And especially if you keep creating new mountaintops, which you do in business. You know, you reach one summit, but you see there's another mountain in the background that's bigger. So you go after that one. But that is to be celebrated. That in business, you can have as long a journey as you want. Of course, you can exit a business and you can sell out, but that doesn't have to be the end of your journey. You can start again and, and do something else if you want. Although I think it's worth saying that if you think that is the moment of success and that is the moment that you should aspire to because that's when everything is going to feel great, well, you should be careful because it's well documented that many business owners who exit their business feel very low afterwards because the journey's ended. And they then struggle to find something else. And it's often common advice to have a plan for what you're going to do after your exit, before you exit. Otherwise, you go into that slump. Now, we're talking about starting a business today, so you don't need to worry about that yet. But what you need to know and understand is that absolutely set big goals and big aspirations. But as soon as you've got close to them, you should be setting bigger goals and bigger aspirations to keep that journey going. Rob, you're right. If we look back at what we wanted to do, then yeah, absolutely, we've we've achieved our initial goals. In fact, I wrote down in a goals book before I started business some goals around business, and I look at the revenue numbers that I put down then and some other goals, and they've been absolutely smashed. We've absolutely done far more than I dreamed of. But does that mean I'm content and feel like right we've achieved everything? No, absolutely not. Because there's always a new mountain, there's always a new destination, and that is why business is so worth enduring and some of the things we talked about today may feel like oh god do I want to do a business but because of this last reason it's actually why you lace up your boots and you get going this is why starting and running your business is so rewarding so there you go those are the seven things that you're not told about starting a business but you've been told now so you've got no excuses I hope the overall thought that you take away from this is what Rob just finished with that despite all the things that we've talked about that may mean that it's harder than the impression you're normally given, it is still absolutely worth it. And now you know what to expect in terms of the highs and the lows. So you're well prepared if you do decide to make that jump. Well, that's us done for this episode. And well, we're off to start a business now. Like we said at the beginning, we're launching our new business portfolio and we're launching it practically right now. And as a result, we've got a bit to do. So Rob, there's a lot to do. It's intimidating, but it's really exciting as well. To get that done, we're taking a few weeks off from ARB. I'm sure people will forgive us for that, but there's plenty to look forward to when we come back. Yeah, when we come back, the first episode will be, we've launched an app and we're going to tell you what we've done and how we've done it and the lessons behind it. Again, just taking you behind the scenes of a business. It's just not done. It's not out there. It's going to be raw. It's going to be fresh. So that should be really rewarding content for you guys to be able to dig into. And I'm sure a load of lessons as well. So that will be back in a few weeks' time. But if you're curious what Portfolio is or even want to become a property investor through Portfolio, go to portfolio.co.uk and we'll be back in a few weeks to tell you exactly what's happened around the launch, what we've learned and what the future holds. So until then, everyone, 
Take care. Have fun. Bye-bye. 